0: Death tolls. White body. Oh,
1: is presented by the good people at the Bob Belly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them
2: to protect us from the number one killer in history, history, protect us from the central university, university. A study on the why is
0: the old design on the why is called Rimbocide.
2: Everybody wanted, what everybody, all, the details, all, all the details about the flying bombs that we had in our possession, had in our possession. There's
0: no saying in Tennessee, I know there's, there's no, no sound to- in
2: all right everybody welcome to episode 216 of the art jacob do america podcast i am your host in the place to be mr jacob p looking thicker than the snickers in this white t-shirt i apologize for everybody watching on youtube uh but i am your host mr jacob p in the place to be and sitting right across from me is the brown recluse mr art trail art say hello to the millions
3: and millions what the fuck is going on everybody um this episode we're talking about some crazy shit but we're gonna get hyped before that so we're gonna talk about some Man coffee guys go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory they got the coffee beans they got the hibiscus tea they got the nitro cold brew they got some sweatpants to make your junk look bigger mm. they got some sweatpants to make your junk look smaller
2: oh what is, yeah is that some, even a
3: hey and in some european countries that's what's up <laughs> uh, and in western africa and western africa probably i don't know um <laughs> but guys check it all out they got everything they got hats take a picture of yourself drinking the tea drinking the coffee chugging the nitro cold brew it's healthier than energy drinks guys just saying save those Uh, kidneys baby take a picture of yourself tag us tag them it shows that you care and you receive 15 percent off when you type in america at checkout uh so save yourself some money uh i'm sure you got some
2: fourth of july
3: gifts why don't people give gifts during fourth of july and make it a thing
2: yeah it's america's birthday yeah, come on baby give
3: america a gift just buy a bunch of cans of nitro cold brew and pour them on on earth <laughs> pour them pour them into the ocean Get <laughs> get those fish for, lit. for america
4: another uh, good gift for america day is explosives Oh yeah, Blow fireworks! It Blow it up! That's Show America did
3: care by blowing up a piece of America. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, everybody, guys, make sure you check out our other sponsor, guys—the great, the powerful, the flavorful El you can tackle Hot Sauce, guys—the kings of flavor since 1968. That is 50 plus years of flavor town. You know what I mean, flavor town, I means the best hot, hot sauce you will find on any shelf. I guarantee it. Salsa you.
4: picante. Salsa picante.
2: Yeah. Verde, verde, as uh, verde, our buddy verde. Eddie would oh, say.
3: Oh, the, the green sauce is the best with eggs.
2: Oh, yes. And yes. if you're um, having trouble finding the verde verde or the uh, salsa picante, or uh, and right in front of me, I have the triple X right here, you know, an Aztec staple, maybe. A graphic one. Yeah, you might find it. You might. It'll make your junk look twice as big as yeah. some caveman coffee sweatpants. But just in case you're having problems finding El Yucateco on your local shelves or on the ethnic food aisle, uh, guys, just jump on over to shopelucateco.com, enter promo code DO America. DO America is one word. And myself, Art and our special guest today will give you ten percent off your entire purchase. And just like Caveman Coffee, they got T-shirts, they got flip flops, they have—I believe—they have a a dad shorts right now too. So you can head on over and get that. They got hammocks, they got the game cornhole, that
4: taco drip. Hell yeah, baby! Taco drip.
2: Yeah, and we're not talking about dripping it on Mother Earth either for mm-hmm. America's birthday, because I'm, I'm pretty sure you want to drip that shit in your mouth, so
4: Dude, or in your eyes, wherever you like. <laughs> It'll cure pink eye. If you're Stevo, you're doing it in your eyes, and yeah,
2: dick hole and all sorts of stuff. Oh,
4: that just that made my eyes water.
2: <laughs> if you're not awake now, you'll be awake when you do that. So, mm-hmm. guys, do that for us, but we're not here to talk about America's birthday or, you know, putting salsa verde on your pee-pee hole. Uh, guys, we we're here to talk about the one of the greatest albums that I know I've ever heard, I know Art's ever heard, and our special guest today, Mister. everybody put your hands together for Mr. Eddie. Insert clapping sound, Artist. golf clap,
4: golf clap.
2: The RRBG podcast, guys. So, Eddie, say hello to the millions.
4: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Art and Jacob Do America podcast, featuring oh, yeah. my drunk ass. I've been drinking <laughs> all day for this. I'm excited. Hell, yeah. nice. Let's go. <laughs> Wearing my stinky white shirt to match you, because I, you know, I had a black shirt on, and you're like, "Oh, my white shirt." So I'm like, "Fine, I'll wear my white shirt that's signed by the whole <laughs> band here." Oh, it just got dark yeah. in there. Yeah, sorry. And uh, including <laughs> cheese signature somewhere around here. There it is. Look at that. Look at that. Right you're on the nipple. Up. Right above the nipple. Yeah. Rest the yeah, Buckle peace. up. Buckle up for cheese. <laughs> yeah, I wore this shirt at a at a at a concert in uh New York. I kind of just stumbled upon the fact that they were performing in New York while I was visiting family. Wow. wow. I was just there for a family trip, and then I'm, we're driving around. I see a theater, and it says Deftones in Evening With, and I'm like, what? I'm just like, <laughs> I just pull over right now. and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, just leave me here. They're like, no, but we're going to your aunt's house. I'm like, cool. I'll, I'll meet you guys there. <laughs> leave me here right now. And I just jumped out of the car. I walked around the venue a bunch. They were sold out. Oh, man. And I got mad, so I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna hang out." And I hung out by the trucks and and like right outside the venue for a bit. I met, I ran into Juan. If you know yeah, Juan, yeah. he's Old part roadie, of the crew, yeah. the roadie. And uh, I, I'm like, "Hey, bro, you know, I, I just, I'm from Florida. You know, I'm here visiting family." And I tried to, I drove. I told him the real story. Like, I drove by, I saw the thing. I, I want to I really want to go to this. And he's like, "Oh, hold on, give me a second. Comes back, he's like, "All right, I put you on Steph's list." I'm like, "Oh, wow. Oh, okay." <laughs> That's cool not, thanks man. go to the show watch the show like side stage the whole night and you know in the pit whatever for a bit and on the way out i had this shirt on and I, mean, I took it off i'm like can you please just have everyone sign this and uh they did so and uh then that was it that was and i you know ran into steph i was like you know thank you for putting me on the list took some pictures together and then years later i get to actually befriend some of them and it's pretty great life is pretty interesting that is awesome
3: you know one of the coolest things to me about deftones and one of one of the things that I, i think music alone yeah it's great it's fantastic like don't get me wrong like that's that's amazing but something about them and like their personas and who they are like going to a deftones show is not like going to like almost any other band Right. Uh yeah. you can go. I remember when I went to go see Deftones at Jimmy Kimball and like Chino would just riding around his bike, like saying hi to everyone. Uh Sergio was outside smoking with a bunch of fans. Like it was just like there is no there is no like divide. There is mm-hmm. no like you gotta buy the special edition this to like shake this person's hand for 10 seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like it is it is a very much like family oriented like band where it's just like they know some of the fans. Like sometimes you'll see a Deftone show and then he would be like, like you'll hear Chino going like, oh, motherfucker. Like I haven't seen this guy since like Arizona. Cause like, or like he recognizes the people. Like he, the, 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 I I have so many people on like my Instagram and Facebook that I've only met through Deftone shows, which is Mm. like fucking weird to me that it's just like, I know these people. Like every time I go to San Diego, I hit up like some people that I know there only because of Deftones. And I think that's fucking weird that we're like, Facebook buddies and like we'll hit each other up when we're in each other's areas and things like that. And I'm like, that's fucking nuts to me. Like
4: that's cool though, right? I, I, it creates yeah, a oh, it's I love creates it. community. That's what it is. Yeah. They have a community.
3: Yeah. And it because it's not like some fucking humongous, I mean, they're not like a Metallica-sized band. Mm-hmm. Because it's a smaller scale to it, it does have a little bit
2: <laughs> they've seemed to hit the right proportion of fame where it's it's big enough to where they can go anywhere and they'll sell out wherever they go the energy is going to be just right it's not like going to like like one of our local venues this was like an underground club called uh, jerry's pizza where it's just basically a, you know a basement and you'll get like maybe 20 30 people there no you're gonna get like a theater you know you're gonna get like the fox theater and you know you're gonna get like a couple hundred people there but those 100 people you know, they're not just there, just like okay, I'm gonna have a cocktail and I'm gonna hear the famous song that they that, that, that I heard on the radio yeah. a couple of years ago. No, you're gonna get people that are like impassioned and like know every single word for every single song, and they're everybody there
4: is for the right purpose. Well, well it like depends said, on what depends on what part of the venue you're standing. There are some of those guys, yeah, they're around, they're, they're around, yeah. <laughs> they're around, but it uh, seems
2: like more proportionate to like yeah. what I was talking about because this yeah. is like for sure. Cause this guy, I mean, you've what been to like 150 shows or whatnot with yeah, 23, 24, and
3: um, uh, and whenever the Gojira Poppy show happens in, in LA, September, whatever, that'll be 24. But
2: and I'm sure I've gone to half of those with you, and like every time I go, I'm like, wow, I've never seen anything quite like this. And like I've you name whatever band, like I've seen them live, I've seen all the classics, I've seen the ones coming up, and it's just like nothing. To me, like when I see like a Deftones crowd, it's just something different there. Like you said, it's like it's almost like family. Like if we, if I had a cool ass family that had a barbecue and like they played fucking badass music or something, like that would be a Deftones yeah, show. Yeah,
3: I mean, it's it's it is completely different than most bands. Like it's not like they're like I said, there's no divide. The guys are like chill as fuck. I th- I think that prior to this, like my my very first like major large concert I went to was Corn and. I thought that's how it was. Like that's how concerts are. The band is very much like there's this giant divide. You you're lucky if they'll like fucking look you.
4: Yeah. Not, throw, not they, to they, not to air anybody's laundry or anything, but like, horn has separate dressing rooms for each of the band members. Like
0: mm-hmm.
4: there is no hangouts. Yeah. There's no party. There's no family element. Like. They like each other. They're fine, but there's but everybody's got their own world right now. Like mm-hmm. they're they're not hanging out like the Deftones would. Like last time I hung out with uh those guys was at NAM was with uh Abe and and Frank and it was we were all just standing around and I just like, "Hey man, you want you want to drink you want to drink some whiskey?" They're like, "Yeah." Like, cool. <laughs> I have some in my car. He's like, "All right, let's go to your car." And then we just go to my parking like where my car is parked and we're sitting in the with the trunk open. Just drinking fucking whiskey and beers and shit that I had in the cooler in the car, I'm like that that's how they're willing to just go to your car and hang out like that get away from the the madness that, that it, it's it it can get crazy at Nam for sure with people wanting to take pictures or pitch themselves for things like bro, I think I should be a guest on a death to song, yeah <laughs> I <mean, Our> boy
3: <laughs> I think that that's one of those things that really attracted me to the band that it was like. And I mean, we'll get more and more into it. But um, when this album first came out, there wasn't a lot of a lot of like Internet, like YouTube wasn't really like that. I mean, I had like fucking dial up speed Internet and things like that. Like so it's not like an MTV wasn't showing them on like heavy rotation or anything mm-hmm. like that.
2: Maybe like once, like every other day, like on whatever Matt Pinfield show yeah. they had, like at like 1230 at night.
4: Well, they I, did. They did do one of the night, the tonight shows, right? With with this album, yeah. they did. Uh, they David, did Letterman. Uh, David Letterman. David Letterman. Yeah, um, I mean that's pretty big. I that's guess. pretty
3: big. But I think the thing that like really, and this it'll sound really strange, but it really blew me away when um, the digital bath video came out. I was like, this is not corn at all. Like this is not. This does not look like corn. This does not look like the limp biscuits or whatever like that were out. That they're contemporaries like these guys just look like guys that like like they look like some dude I would want to hang out with kind yeah. of thing you know like like it, it just looked cool like the way that Chino interacted with the crowd that's not the way Jonathan Davis like there's no jumping into the pit there's none of that element to it that, this is just like it's different it, it was completely different and I was just like i think when i saw that digital bath video like i was already into it and i love the 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 album at that point but like once digital bath came out and i saw that video i was like holy shit like that's that's the fucking shit like that's what that's what like you should try to emulate as a band like that intensity that they just portrayed on that video for like whatever like the three minutes of the song is or whatever yeah, yeah. top-notch yeah.
4: shit uh, it, it's their, you know, I hate to say it, but it, to me, it's their pinnacle uh, of music writing. Like, they're still cranking out great songs. I'm not, you know, you know Ohms is an amazing album. But, uh, but, you know, to me, this is, as, this is like, this is a masterpiece. And, and you know, every band kind of goes through that. Like Pink Floyd has a masterpiece, even though they, some people would say every album, not every album. Yeah, I know a, what you mean. Like the downward
3: yeah. spiral, I think was he would be like the downward right. spirals. But fragile, then you can make and I would say yeah, I would say the like fragile. the fragile is just right there. And I love with yeah. teeth like yeah. But at the same time, once you go back to the downward spiral, like yeah, there's something slightly different about this one album that it's just the age of the person. Really like Trent Reznor or like whatever it is. Like the guys were all. I didn't honestly. I know it was Chino's birthday like last week, and um. I did not realize, like, I was thinking, like, oh, shit. Like, he's in, like, his mid-40s now. So, 21 years ago, that motherfucker was, like, in his mid... You're telling me this guy was, like, in his mid-20s, like, when this shit was coming out? Like, if I was in my mid-20s and I was doing this shit, I would have probably fucking, like, OD'd or some shit. Like, I I could not handle, like... I
2: I had one of those moments, too, when I was, like, looking up, you know, little tidbits of facts about White Pony this week. I guess on this album, this is when he started to learn guitar. Yeah. And two of the biggest songs, I mean, when we'll get into it, two of my favorite songs on the album were songs like two of the first songs he wrote on guitar and they're fucking classics. Like to me, like when I'm first learning how to play guitar, like I'm learning like the Adams family fucking theme song and shit. Like I asked me to write a fucking song and like, I'm like, i found some like on an old hard drive that like I put together or whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't want anybody to ever hear this shit ever, ever. But you mean to tell me the first two songs that you fucking wrote on a guitar are fucking like all time classics. Like that is ridiculous to me you, as well.
3: You know, you say that. And one of the songs that he wrote didn't even make the album. I think it's one of his like best songs. The boys Republic is a B site to this album. It's mm-hmm. like one of the best death down songs that he wrote. Beautiful song.
4: So good. It doesn't even make the album. Like, <laughs> 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 Like that's fucking nuts. There's no more room for greatness in that album. That like that's it. Stop it. Put it on the B side. <laughs> like I love those calls. Like who makes those calls? You know, like Maverick I, I, Records. I, I, yeah, <laughs> like me, I like, I'm I'm grateful then then we never experienced that with my band with the Sever. Like every song we wrote we put out. There was not mm-hmm. like a thing that would like if we wrote it and we we're practicing it, why aren't we why wouldn't we put this out? Like yeah. you know, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. But yeah.
3: That's a tough call and like yeah, I don't know how you make that call. Okay, I, I think we should get started now. I mean, yeah. obviously, I don't even think we've said, like, the album we're talking about is, is White Pony by Death Dune. Correct. <laughs> the album, to me, this does not, and I won't even acknowledge this part of the album as back-to-school mini-maggot, mm-hmm. but I'm glad we bring that up as, a, as kind of a segue just because that's a song that eventually makes its way onto the album. It's not on any of these vinyls. Mm-hmm because it's not really part of the album like to me that's not this is the original one that i remember as a kid when i first like saved up my pennies to go buy this album at sam
2: goody for like 25 Uh, bucks yeah and
3: and it was it's just it wasn't part of it and i you know that's one of those things that a record the record label got a hold of deftones and said hey this doesn't sound like lincoln park it doesn't sound like corn we need a lincoln park
2: they wanted a nookie that's this like when this album came out like nookie was like number three on TRL consistently behind like InSync and Backstreet Boys. And somebody on Maverick Records was just like, Hey, we 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 want you guys to be our limp biscuit. You know, we yeah. got POD over here. We got we know you rap. We heard you on Life is Peachy, you know, doing wicked. Like, come on, we like do that thing. Like make that nookie. And like Chino said he was just like you just, know how he just, wrote it? Yeah, yeah. He's he, like, it's so easy to make one of those songs where it's like verse chorus verse that I'm just gonna like throw one of those out out really quick just to show you like how cheesy and simple and easy it is and somehow it like start like they (laughs) they pulled the original record like release this one right here and maverick puts it on as the first song on the album
3: yeah he wrote it on his way to the studio he like literally had like 20 minutes to write it and he's like i'm gonna show him how fucking stupid this is and like wrote it with 20 minutes to go until they had studio time and just fucking put it out there and it was like whatever
2: and I was like, yeah, we got to make this a single. This is the greatest
3: thing ever. It's like, dude, I did it as a fucking goof, man. As like... a joke.
2: It reminds me of, um, what's that one band, um, Quiet Riot, when they, they didn't want to do the cover of like, we're not going to. Ta- no, 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 not we're not going to take. Come on, feel the noise, right? Uh-huh. The band did not want to record that. So they recorded it so cheap. It's so like cheesy or whatever. But. The label they took it and they're like, "Oh, we're th- we're gonna make this the single. We're gonna put all of our money behind it." And like, when you hear the the like the band name Quiet Riot, that's the only song you can think of.
3: That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we got that that out of the way because that's like <laughs> I don't acknowledge that as part of the album, but I guess we had to talk about it because it's and
2: on the, all I, the original... I, I
4: I acknowledge it as part of the album. Fuck that. Yeah, I don't I don't care. That song is part of the album to me. I, every time I listen to the album, that song plays. So.
2: Okay.
4: I'm I I uh I don't give a shit about corporate chills.
3: <laughs> I just I mean it's to me that's not like that's the album I bought, the one that Jacob has right there, with yeah. the fuck with 11 songs on it. Yeah. That to me and I remember having that album and going, "Wait, I don't have that song on this album. What the fuck? Like yeah. what where do I get that?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, like if you already bought the album, like you can like request a copy from Maverick and like, they might send you one out. And I, was, I remember that was like a thing that was like, what? I was like, nah, fuck it. Like I didn't even care much for the, I thought it was okay. Like it was, it was like an okay song. Mm-hmm. Not enough for me to be like that. Ah. It, it doesn't even, to me, it didn't jive with the rest of the album altogether. It just felt like we'll just slap some shit up here at the beginning, but it's like, whatever. Yeah. Not even as magical as the rest of the album.
0: Yeah.
2: So, Want to go ahead and jump into the next song?
3: Yeah, I mean, the next song, it's a Portuguese-titled song. How do you pronounce this?
4: Fretichera. Fretichera. Um,
3: Which means uh, witch in Portuguese. Um, We just covered brujeria last week. We covered brujeria (laughs) last week, and although it means witch in Portuguese, this one actually has a a funny story about this one. Um, Max Calavera um, from... Sepultura and you know, he you guys you guys know who he is. Yes. Uh, um Roots, buddy Roots. Uh Soulfly. You know, he's from Brazil. And this actually this song's name comes from a story that I guess Max had told Chino about a like a famous woman in, in um in Brazil that was kidnapping men and like kind of alluring them with like sex, like oh come over here and I'll like we'll go bang over here and then she'll like tie them up and like like and Chino was like, "Dang, that's a fucking crazy like, like thing that's happening in in Brazil. Like, let's fucking make a song about it." And so like, that's essentially what the song is. It's like this like wild like fantasy of like a dude getting kidnapped and like getting gagged by a woman and like you know that ultimate chorus of "Soon I'll let you go, soon I'll let you go." Yeah, and it's just like, dude. To me, it's like I get the chills every time I hear that. I'm like, dude, that's so fucking badass. Like when he gets to that. Soon I'll let you go. Part,
4: yeah, yeah. It's I love very, it. it's a very uh, heady song. It's uh, very psychological. Because um, I remember the first time I heard it, I was confused. Mm-hmm. I got really high, and I was listening, I'm like <laughs> trying to pay attention to it. And I was like, man, that was that was a crazy change in the middle of the song. I, you know, when it goes to that part, and I'm like, all right, and and I was trying to catch up. I had to listen to it again. And I'm like, oh my God, this is great. Like it's uh, because you, you, you expect one thing going in. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, it, it, uh, for example, like going into white pony, you're coming off of around the fur. Mm -hmm. So if you're a fan from before, so Mm -hmm. for me, I was just, I was expecting more around the furish, and this was, this was just a whole new level of production and complexity and and headiness. I thought it was great. I agree to start the record.
2: And, um, a tidbit that i know that you know it's been out there whatnot that you know adrenaline and on around the fur like a lot of those songs like those that's chino writing from his own experiences but on like this album it was like you know what like and this is like a genius thing to do like i'm you know some artists this is like where they fall off you know after the second or third album you know you live your whole life to make that one album your debut album and then you see the slow decline you know down but not with him he's just like you know what instead of like you saw that with corn like there's only so many times you can hear about jonathan davis getting molested to where it's just like (laughs) all right we get it like you've been you tortured yeah daddy you know (laughs) where tino's just like you know what like i'm done kind of singing about myself like i'm just gonna like write stories and he kind of gave like an, like a Pulp Fiction example where it's just like, yeah, you know, it's just like I was, you know, I just want to write, you know, like almost like I'm writing a movie, like, you know, from the first person perspective. So when I learned about that, like, you know, the first track, I'm not even going to fucking say the name, you know, it's just like, oh, that's fucking badass. You know what I'm saying? It's like almost like you're getting these like little mini movies, like, you know, throughout that record.
3: And I, I've always loved this about Chino's writing is that it's not like this happened, this happened, then this happened, and then the end like beginning, middle, of end of of a story, it almost just feels like snapshots of you fill in the blanks, you do whatever you want, but here's like random things that that happens, like that happens throughout this story. Like, but they're very like visual, like that thing about like my jaw and my teeth hurt from choking on this ball kind of thing. (laughs) Like that to me is just like that line alone is just like, damn, like Mm -hmm. this dude, like it's a very like visual line, yet the rest of the line is just like, she made me touch the machine you murder kind of thing like those types of things are just like well what does that mean like what that's like totally open for interpretation Mm -hmm. and like he does that and it allows
2: your mind it allows your mind to like be creative as opposed to being force-fed you know like oh here's the story
3: yeah and and that's kind of like chino's like mo it's very like morrissey like it's very like depeche mode ish where it says like it's coming from all kinds of angles. Like, yeah, you get an idea, like something's happening here, but for the most part, there, sometimes there are just things that just pull you out of it that are like, Oh, that's weird. That's super interesting. Like what, what was that all about? And it just
4: sounds great. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a band i like to call out right now. It's a classic rock band called America. <laughs> and, uh, they, I love their songs, right? They have the horse with no name song, classic, yeah. classic tune, you know, radio tune, whatever. But if you pay attention to those albums, the lyrics and the way that what he's singing is, is basically like, they're telling a story, but he's telling you everything that happens, like a musical style thing. He's like, mm. and I'm walking down the street. And there's rocks by the sand, and now there's water passing by, and a dragon in the air. Like, what the fuck am I listening to, dude? Like, get this what? man a producer. It's a hit. <laughs> That's country music. Yeah. You just described Jesus country Jesus Christ, music. man! Like, you, a little creativity is all we need. Just a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, I have no control of the lights dimming. I have to move. I have to move this thing, otherwise it dims on me. I, I've tried so hard. It's it's like a setting that I can't get rid of. It's broken.
2: It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we we got one of our YouTube uh, videos yanked from YouTube. It's oh the, dang! Which one? Uh, the PizzaGate episode for oh, I'm not for surprised. for bullying and for for something else, but like basically <laughs> online bullying. And I was like, you can you can submit an appeal. And so I did. I was like, where did we bully this? If anything, like we're debunking Pizzagate. If anything, like we're doing your job for you or whatever, right? in the did little clicked
4: p- button that says this is made for children when you put it on YouTube. That's I said what it's happened.
2: not made for children. Uh, and then, like, probably in
4: the that's comments what flagged the them off. Account. Yeah. Actually, they were like, they were like, oh, well, then, then what is it if it's not for kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, pizza. I love pizza. <laughs> yeah. So, is there a gate made of pizza somewhere? <laughs>
2: No, just George Soros and Hillary Clinton oh, draining babies for their adrenochrome.
3: Want to go to track two?
2: Yes, yeah, go yeah. to track two. On that uh, on that note,
3: on that note, digital bath is track two. I think it's one of the tracks that you alluded to that Chino Chino brought to the table. And there's been all kinds of like rumors, like did this piss off Steph? It like, did. like hey, well, yeah, I mean, there, there's this whole concept of the dark years to Deftones. and like you can say they start at self-titled some people say they start here i mean this is when they were like getting into heavier drugs like obviously the album's called white, white pony, pony for a reason like they you know there were women there were drugs around them there were like anything that you would want is pretty much around you at this point i think egos were getting hurt like i'm the fucking guitar player like mm-hmm. why are you holding that fucking guitar like <laughs> and, but it's a great song yeah great great song I was uh, watching this like these two YouTubers like reacting to this song and like they were like, "Oh damn, I'm going to put a a girl and a pretzel to this song." Like, <laughs> like, like cuz it does come across as that. Like this is something like Sade would have yeah. saying, you know? Yeah. Like
2: it's it's what Incubus aspires to be like every fucking <laughs> every time out, which I mean, yeah. I'm sorry if anybody likes Incubus. I don't like Incubus. But every time I hear Digital Bath, I'm like, "Oh, okay, Brandon Boyd, this this is how you're supposed to do it right here."
4: I like Incubus right up to uh, Make Yourself. No, wait, Morning View has some decent songs, too. But yeah, everything after Morning View, when they lost their bass player, um, I, I was done, and, and I had to stop listening. But Incubus has some real bangers, if you let them. Like, some of the early records, Science has a couple bangers that I would, let, I would uh, recommend anyone. But speaking of Digital Bath, it is, to me, the number one song on the record. That's my Mm. favorite song on the record. Okay. Um, That, just that, that start, the snap of the snap, that's like a fucking, that's it. You're immediately transported. It's a click. Mm. And uh, it takes you you know, into that world that you're talking about, that, that vibe of like sexiness and, you know, drugs and alcohol and whatnot and partying and, 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 that's what it. That's where it takes me it, because I I, I also listen to it at, at a lot of parties. Like it was yeah
2: yeah. And this like for us, me and Art, I think you're about a year behind me or whatever, right? But this album came out, you know, in between my freshman and sophomore year of high school, and so every morning, like when I would um, my sophomore year, like I would listen. This is one of the albums that I would listen to, and so every track on here reminds me of like a snippet or a smell from high school that like just brings back so many memories and smell? like every yeah like transport
3: that's pretty intense (laughs) it's like farts and stuff
2: old ass fucking 1938 uh east bakersfield high school I haven't washed these shoes since
4: 1999
2: yeah no but um it's just like one of those albums that just immediately transports me to a time and space and like every time i hear digital bath like I can just see myself like on the bus, like everybody's sitting in the same seat. Like there's that girl that I was crushing on or whatever, and it's just like, oh, I just want you to listen to the, I just want to hold hands and listen to this song with you. <laughs> you know, in in high school we did this thing. It was my senior
3: year, and it was like we all got to play like our favorite songs mm-hmm. as like a. It was like I was in English class, and we were doing like how music is like poetic, and like Digital Bath was a song that I picked because I was like. I don't want to play some like fucking like Point. Slayer type of thing that's gonna like make me look like I'm like some like asshole metalhead kid. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to play like Radiohead or Bjork. I didn't I didn't know. And to me, Deftones has always been that perfect like, dude, it's it's there. That's dude, that's you. Like, and so I was like, Digital Bath. Like, I gotta play Digital Bath. Like, it's got these beautiful like moments that are just like almost Bjorkish, like the way he sings it. And then it goes to like, it sounds like bjork or radiohead went and like fucking started playing a metal song it was Mm -hmm. like this is genius dude like everything you're doing on this song the metaphors is genius like the abstract lyrics are genius like the 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 concept i guess if you want to call it because even that's up for debate like i guess it's about electrocuting a girl in the shower and like Mm -hmm. fantasizing about that whole thing and there's a lot of fantasy involved in this song and in the whole album but that's one of those things that even that is like open for interpretation. If, if that's what you want it to be, then yeah, go for it. But it's like lyrically, like the listening to those two dudes talk about how like they just wanted to like have sex this song and like put a girl in a pretzel and that whole thing. I was like, <laughs> dude, you're right. You're not wrong. Like if that's what you're getting out of it. Like you're not wrong. Like that's mm-hmm. there. That's definitely there. Like the you taste foreign or whatever, like that line oh, to me is just like that's going down on a girl for the first time oh, all dude, the way. Like
2: that, the first okay. time I ever did that, like that—that's immediately Digital Bath. That line from Digital Bath was like, yeah, this this tastes foreign, all right.
3: The, to me, Digital Bath feels like towards the end of the party, where like you and a girl have broken off from a party and like are doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. That to me is always Digital Bath. Like that's that's the emotion that I get from this song. I don't care about like the concept. There, there's like an emotion to it, like, 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 I don't know. It's just those hard to explain things that I think Deftones has always toyed with. Even like going to the name, like fast forward to Koi to Yōkon, like the the title of that song is is a concept of like meeting someone that you eventually fall in love with and you both kind of are into each other but you never express that feeling. That's a concept that we don't have in English or in like just Japanese. Like that's just the concept that only. <laughs> only Japanese people have like put to, put to literature and they made that the, the album. Cause it's so, it's such an abstract concept that I think that those are those moments where it's just like, there's something magical about being young or like not even young, but like having those like first moments where you're like, Oh, I might bang this girl right now kind of thing. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. Like there's that weird like I don't know what's gonna happen. Are we gonna bang? Are we not gonna bang? And is she gonna tell me this is a boyfriend? Is she, <laughs> am I gonna have whiskey dick?
2: Like what's gonna happen?
3: Like, <laughs>
2: oh shit! Should I have had that frozen burrito from earlier? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: Mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> For me, also it had an element that uh, I would always we we would we would put it on at parties, or if the, if the band was practicing, we would uh, some they would eventually start playing it. Like, they would just start playing covers. Mm-hmm. They're just dicking around. And uh, it was always the challenge of hitting that note. The, the last like feels like more. I feel like more. That's like super high up. Mm-hmm. It, everybody fucks it up. It's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody that's drunk at the party is trying to do it, but they can't <laughs> hit it. It's just it's great.
2: It's one of those things like Chino. Well, I mean, if you're a fan, like you appreciate it. But I think like in in, in the spectrum of like appreciating the voice of, of Chino Moreno, i feel like in the in the world of music like his voice is so underrated because he can go from you know like a song like elite to fucking singing so beautifully almost like a fucking angel where it's just like to me like i don't feel like he gets enough credit and you're absolutely right like when i was coming home from the gym the other day like trying i'm like oh there is no way and hell give me all the tea give me all the fucking honey like it's just not happening yeah. <laughs> Glass yeah. was broken yeah. in that car, I'll tell you that. I remember
3: when uh when this album was released, somebody said like, "Oh yeah, Deftones went like really soft on this album. Like it's not it's not a heavy album at all." Suck my and, dick. And I I had gotten to this song and I was like, "Oh, maybe that's what this album is. Maybe it's just like this is what the Deftones are." And like
2: it, and I hate people who say that too because I mean, yeah, there's corn that they will give you fucking all at this moment in time. Right. You you can get your fucking drowning pool. You can get your fix of all that stuff. But sometimes you need that band within like the genre to like calm things down a little bit because it's like it can't all be just one thing all the time. But but even then, I think even within the album, like this
3: isn't a fucking one of the things that always bothers me is like you can put a bunch of great songs together and then you just end up with like, that's what I call music volume 10 or whatever. Like that doesn't it doesn't mean mean, it doesn't mean anything. To me, the thing that makes all of these songs amazing is that they're all standing next to each other. Digital Bath is fantastic. When Digital Bath ends and goes into Elite, which I guess we can get into now, mm-hmm. that shit fucking hits. Elite is like still to this day one of the heaviest tone songs ever. That thing, you can't play that shit on a at a live show a deaf can't play it live without the fucking pit erupting oh i know yeah whether you want to be in the pit or not like that thing is gonna like
2: explode right now the whole place is a pit yeah Yeah. i was there for ventura i know
3: yeah (laughs) and and the song is brutal again totally abstract like just you know whether it's about a girl on her period or whatever it is like honey
4: thick with honey (laughs)
3: yeah i mean that's essentially i think that that's what it is because it's like when you're ripe you'll bleed out of control Uh, and it's like that's what i've always interpreted it as i don't know i mean it could be about all kinds of things but it's again it's open for interpretation i I think it's one of those songs that like metalheads like that there's some metal heads that are just like oh i just like the heavier depth tone stuff and this is the stuff that they gravitate to like Mm -hmm. um employed to serve the the band i don't know if you guys are familiar with employed to serve but they just covered this song with i think some of the members of dillinger escape plan and that shit is like brutal as fuck and it stands the test of time and like Mm -hmm. to me it's just like i hear that and i'm like god damn you're telling me like this was written in like '99, released in 2000. It's like this sounds fresh right now. Like you could put this out. There's like bands like Def Heaven that are coming out and doing stuff that sounds like this right now. Like the band Nothing is doing stuff like this, and I'm just like, you guys, you guys were like 21 years ahead of the curve <laughs> right now. Like shit's amazing,
2: and that's a big thing too to talk about right there because I feel like during this period of time, like we mentioned it with you know, uh, back to school. That Maverick wanted like their nookie. They wanted, you know, their rap rock song because it was just like the new metal genre. And you know, Deftones gets, you know, ushered into that, you know, rightfully so because around the fur is very much a new metal album. was very much I would a- say adrenaline is around the fur was
3: already like, hey, there's something different here. And this this yeah. is something strange here.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get let's yeah. put uh, in a shark tank in a spacesuit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a
3: little more like Lost they the had to embrace like that post hardcore thing. You knew you knew that was coming like Those refused elements, those glass jaw elements that, you know, other bands like, you know, the glass jaws are probably more influenced by by Around the Fur than any other Deftones album or something Mm -hmm. like that. But you hear it like you hear that element that's just like, oh, shit, that's that's different in its own.
2: But to to piggyback on your point where it's just like they, you know, Chino in interviews like I was watching, he was talking about that. Where it's just like it started with corn, you know, everybody, you know, they're trying to get their frustration about their childhood out or whatever. And it's like, yes, I get that. And you go somewhere down around the line, like, we got caught up in that because, you know, they're, you know, they're friends with Corn. They're part of that, like, whole, like, you know, family values tour and whatnot. Uh, but they're just like, this is like them like, divorcing themselves from that. It's like, yo, we're our own thing. We're not making music to fit in with, like, this scene or whatever. We make music primarily for us first. Like, if we dig it. And, like, that's to me, like, that's like the sign of a true artist right there. And it's just, it's not about like making music for that time period or whatever, right? Like, cause when you do that, like it becomes dated. It's just, it's just, it's just birthday cake, right? It's meant to be consumed right then and there. And it gives you no sustenance for for the rest of your life or whatever. But like this album right here, it's just like, Hey, like we don't give a fuck. Like we've already made it. Like we, we proven ourselves to our peers. Like now, now it's all about us, like fulfilling our fucking artistic needs.
4: Hey, speak for yourself, bro. Second day cake is still as good. All <laughs> right. Anyway, um, yeah, dude. My uh, shameless plug. Uh, my b- other band, uh, Vultures Are Wolves, where I play bass and do very low growls, very low, growls, cannibal corpse kind of growls. Um, we we cover Elite.
0: Nice.
4: Uh, we have it on YouTube. Look, Vultures Are Wolves. Elite cover. It's a tribute to G. That being said, I'm gonna take a shot of deftones tequila there you go
3: speaking of chi the very next song on the album rx queen has one of the most iconic bass lines in like the entire deftones discography um i don't think this song could like if you subtracted the bass line from rx queen that shit's just not the same like Mm. the guy like fucking makes the song with his bass line yeah Um, there is
4: there's also a song on one of their later albums that very similar to RX It has a similar start with that similar bass <laughs> that bass line. Uh huh. There, there's a song on the newer albums that has a similar bass line, and I, I always tell my wife that because she listens, she likes the newer one too. I mm-hmm. think I'm trying to remember what album it's on. Maybe you Yokon maybe. Kuno Yokon
3: is one of those underrated Death Doom's albums.
4: They they said that was them their them at their most white pony ish in a while you know what i mean yeah. with that one but yeah, cheers
3: guys I, cheers man i'm drinking my invisible shot um but yeah i mean another one of those songs the first time i ever saw deftones they played this song and i was like holy shit they were um i saw them at taste taste of chaos the first time i ever saw them and the there's this band called street drum corps who only play like drum instruments like that's all their percussion yeah just all percussion instruments they brought him out to this to play rx queen to play like the the those like trash canny sounds to play that part and i was like dude that's fucking brilliant like to see that live like i was like that's usually frank's like drum machine doing that yeah but they had like actual like dudes on stage with like all these like drums and like trash cans and like fire hydrants or whatever like i was like very impressed and that song is way heavier live than it is on the album and i always think that i'm like dude this song this song fucking slaps live like people think (laughs) that this song is going to be like some like make out song with your girl type of thing but live (laughs) that shit is not like yeah great song also chino does a weird effect with his guitar on that song um to create like a little yeah or whatever he's doing it's it's very very cool very interesting and I can't believe we've gone this far into the album without mentioning, but this is the first album that Frank becomes a full time member of mm-hmm. of the band, yeah, and, and it's like, very
4: apparent too in the in the transitions between songs because yeah. each song kind of flows into each other, but it's always just some crazy sound effects that, yeah. that Frank's doing. And yeah. th- this glue. is
3: this is oh, like glue. the the first song though. It ends with him doing kind of a synth sound, which you know, fast forward to to like ohms, it's very synthy. But this one, he ends with that. It almost sounds like like, some, like, futuristic xylophone type of sound. It's,
2: like, <laughs> it's super cool, super, like, heady. And, like, I'm just, like... Well, I forget which song he did it on, Um, but he got one of Stefan's, like, guitar effect pedals, and, like, he was just playing with it, and instead of, like, it being, like, a synthesizer, like, he was just making, from feedback, like, fucking digitizing, like, the feedback oh, or whatever, and, like, creating, like, those weird noises. And what. I forget so, what song, but, like, it, like, I thought that was awesome because, like, when you think of like a dj like in a new metal band right you think of like you know somebody like dj lethal just you know doing that or like here comes the beat you know it's just like Man. you know it drops like a sample in there but like with him, it's just like no, like I'm gonna add like all these atmospheric effects and just like like you were talking about, like you know, he glues all the songs together, like or very much like it, like a like how a DJ's supposed to, like here I'm gonna smoothly transition, you know, from you know Notorious B.I.G.'s Hypnotized, like here's you know California right, right, Love, right. but you know it's just like that smooth transition where it's just like instead of just abruptly ending and like okay here's here's Digital Bath, oop, oop, here okay here's here's Late, like it's just like these these smooth, it it, it smooths the rough edges. If you will,
3: yeah, I I completely agree. That's more um when they go to their self-titled album, and he uh he started using a CD turntable as opposed to a vinyl turntable Mm -hmm. and he stopped using samples. There's no samples on that one. He created all his own samples for the self-titled, which I think is like brilliant Mm because that album always is super underrated to me in the Deftones discography. Um on this one. Super interesting because he he used a lot of samples on here. So and they're uncredited. Like a lot of this stuff is is brilliant because not only is it uncredited, even in this song, speaking of uncredited, uh Scott Wyland. Wyland's on it, and he's uncredited as well. Yeah. Um, it it just they had an idea of what the album was gonna be like, even to the to the T of the album cover, not having a parental advisory sticker, not having all these stickers, it's it's just the iconic pony in the corner and it's silver album. And like, that's it. Like, that's all it is to the, to the, I can't believe I didn't bring this up, but like they changed the lyrics on, on the, on the album itself. I think the the very first line says, stop, I'm drunk. When in reality says, fuck, I'm drunk. Yeah. And they, they did that on purpose to just not get a parental advisory slapped on there and like not get any of that shit on there. And it's, they clearly i mean now it is not on the vinyl but <laughs> but but you know they it was very wise to to how they did all that stuff and um chino definitely had a vision of of, of the way the album was gonna look sound and feel and it was mm-hmm. like they nailed it yeah but that's only halfway through the album yeah <laughs> <laughs> you
4: want to get uh, what's one? after rx queen uh, street, it, carp? uh street Carp. street carp Mm. Yeah,
3: Streetcar. Another one of those club banger songs. That's like, you know, a lot of people always think that this is. I've heard a lot of people say that this is the worst song on the album. I disagree. I disagree as well. I don't. I actually don't even have a song that I would say is the worst song on the album. I think every song is strong. It's just like, mm-hmm. to me, this song is one of those songs that you just need that energy. That's just like, this is this is a weird song. It's it's a kind of like a fuck you to to a a woman that you're no longer interested or never was interested or whatever it may be, but it's just like very aggressive, very mean song, mean spirited. And I think that that's where the album starts going towards the second half that Mm -hmm. it's just like Chino coming to terms with, Hey, sometimes I'm kind of an asshole. What's up with that? Like, maybe I should self reflect (laughs) (laughs) like, and like this song embodies that like the kind of asshole elements of like Chino's lyrics. Very, very like, fun song to drive to and sing along though probably my favorite sing-along song on the album there
4: you go Hmm. i love it it's a very like you said it's not it's underrated a lot of people do skip it i i don't skip it um no i i love the energy it brings like you said it's very aggressive makes me want to scream in my car um and that's all i want that's all i want from deftones make me make me want to get angry and make me want to scream and also cry and also have sex and you know, it's like, let me have all of the feels.
2: Put your wife in a pretzel? <laughs>
4: yeah, put my wife in a pretzel. <laughs> we know
2: what you're doing tonight. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> um, Should we go on to yes. Teenager?
4: Yeah. Oh, I,
3: de- yeah. dude. Teen- okay, so, I mean, if if Frank made himself apparent earlier on the album, I think this is the song that makes Frank be like, oh, something's different on this album. <laughs> like, yeah. there has never been a Deftone song like this prior to this they've dabbled in things like that. Like lucky you is kind of similar vibe. And there's been those elements now, like the spell of mathematics where it's like, Oh, that's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like, but teenager was definitely that first song that was like, Oh shit, this is not, this is not going to be played next to the corn album kind of thing. Like, no, this is no, we're no longer in corn's neighborhood. Like this is something else. Like this might be on a Radiohead mixtape kind of thing. Like,
4: very mellow very change of pace
3: very probably my favorite breakup song ever um (laughs) i think if you're ever going through a breakup this is probably the the breakup song it kind of simple simplifies simplifies uh love and like the heartbreak i think to a point that i could a teenager like i mean no pun intended but i mean it's kind of written from the point of view of a teenager going through their first breakup Mm -hmm. and it's just like Like a new cavity moved into my heart today, kind of thing. You know, like it's very, it's so simple that it's so beautiful. It kind of reminds me of like a John Hughes movie where it's like, this isn't super deep, but there's something like very nostalgic about about those times in your life that's just like, dude, again, you nailed that weird feeling that you can't really describe. With
2: I see, and I got something different every time I listen to this song. I mentioned how like it just transports me to high school. And I remember like that weird period, like, you know, between junior high and high school where everyone's just like, you you see what high school is like in the movies and, you know, on Nickelodeon and stuff. And you're like thinking to yourself like, oh, that's what high school is going to be like, you know, and teenager to me represents like that disappointment, at least 2000, the 99 through 2003 East Bakersfield High School, you know, graduating class <laughs> where it's just like to me like white pony and this is a positive thing i'm not dissing the album at all where it has like this exhaustive sadness to it like that's the 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 theme i would i would say like the energy you know even like on songs like elite like you know those high energy songs like it just it feels exhausted with its sadness and like that's when i hear teenagers just like i think of all the kids in school and like how disappointed you know whether they realize it or not how their expectations of high school actually panned out, you know, like, no, you didn't get the, you know, the jock boyfriend or the cheerleader girlfriend, or no, you're not the starting quarterback, or no, you didn't get that class, or you didn't get that grade, or you don't have this group of friends. Like, it's just that exhaust, that four years of exhaustive sadness kind of thing. That's what teenager represents to me. But like you said earlier, it's just like, those lyrics are always open to interpretation, or it's like, somebody's going to get that, like, this represents a breakup, Where to me, it's just like, Oh, I see all these kids that <laughs> have deflated expectations. That's cool.
4: It's interesting. That's interesting cuz I I mean, I guess I'm a little older too. I I graduated um in 99, so mm-hmm. I I was in that period of starting college and uh to me this song was always like post-coital song, a relaxation song. <laughs> hey, uh we're we're banging throughout the whole record and now we're we're relaxing smoking a cigarette
2: eating a sandwich
4: thinking about the awful shit we just did and that that that's <laughs> the vibe that i that song gives me which you know it it is like you said is like is an exo- like a disappointment but it's it's that uh you know young disappointing uh sexual adventures you might have had and yeah the, and then the aftermath of like oh what have i done <laughs> it, it
3: does feel <laughs> like uh like that a- this song could have ended the album on on most other deftones albums yeah The fact that it's right in the middle of the album kind of shows you like dang this shit's you're telling me this didn't finish the album like this is beautiful it's it's it is what you want it to be um and and i do think that this is where the album makes a, a huge left turn yeah where it's like yes it's been weird it's been experimental there's the electronic elements and like that's cool but this album really says like okay now we're going a fucking different direction like everything that you had anticipated that this album was going to be all that Lincoln park bullshit, like no offense to Lincoln park, but this is not that anymore. Like mm-hmm. this is something completely different. And then they fucking hit you with knife party Yep. and Oof. knife knife party to me and most Deftones fans. Like it's a staple to a live show. It's one of the sing along tracks. It sounds unlike anything, even to this day, I don't even know if they've done another thing that's close to what a knife party is. I can't but, think of one, but it's just like, it's haunting it's beautiful it's romantic it's like eyes wide shut
2: turn into a movie that's a great way to put it <laughs> it's 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 weird it's like i will uh, say this like it's when the album goes from being another good deftones album to a fucking classic death tones album. As soon as like she starts, you know the the singer that they got like for that middle part, yeah, that does that like weird operatic thing. And yeah, the
3: funny it's... thing is they've had other singers do that live. Like Terry Genderbender did it live, and and it's just like it sounds cool. Don't get me wrong. Shout out to Terry Genderbender. Hope we get her on the podcast sometime soon. But it's just like it's not the same as that one. And it's just, yeah. I, I think yeah. that that's that Frank element that like Frank fucking nailed it and like how to like hit hitch whereas it's like all right you're going to sing it like this and that's the sample i'm going to use it's like
4: yeah yeah it's a classic for sure i mean it's tied up in first place with digital bathroom for best song on the album um one of my favorites to do covers of of, like when we're at a party or whatever um because yeah like you said it's a sing-along so when you get to that part everybody wants to try and do that part Um, it's it's a fun song it's if you're listening to it by yourself and you're having a downtime. It'll definitely it could be a depressing song, too, because it's a, pretty much a suicide party, is it not?
2: <laughs> well, I heard it like they like after the after every tour, like they would like, you know, everybody was like carrying like a knife and like they would like, start dancing around with the knives or whatever. So,
3: yeah, I mean, cutters. if you look at the the artwork for White Pony, um Ave has a knife in his hand and most of the promotional artwork for this for this album apparently like abe was just really into knives Mm -hmm. and um he they had like a bunch of people a lot of women at a backstage type of thing scenario at one point and abe just started handing knives out to everyone (laughs) and everyone started dancing around with knives and yeah it's a pretty stupid concept but it's just like dude you turn that you got that out of the stupid like we're on drugs and dancing with knives into like this amazing like brilliant song this is like it could
2: have went from beat it like that michael jackson video and shit to this <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and, yeah. and, it, and in typical deftones fashion like deftones always blur the line of like this is beautiful and like romantic so this is extremely violent and like someone could die like yeah. and like they always teeter on that line where it's just like oh
4: well like drugs are fun but also we can die but like whatever <laughs> like <laughs> like there's always That's how that... I feel in the pit every time I'm at a Deftown show too. Right? That's true. There's times where the, if you're depending on the arena too, like they get that moment where you can't control what's gonna happen to your body because it's so there's people right here in front of you, there's people behind you and there's that wave that happens when everybody starts pushing and I'm just kind of, I just kind of float, I'm just kind of like let them push me <laughs> and, and float back a little bit and then starts falling. And I'm like, all right, are we done? Like, we stop for a second. What are we doing?
2: Like a Bowie out like in the middle of the ocean and shit.
4: Yeah. I can't, you know, you can't panic because it, it's easy to panic in those moments. Like, especially mm-hmm. if I have my wife, she's like, oh my God, what's happening? I was like, just let it go. Just, just go just go be with, with it, it. <laughs> yeah
2: feel the energy be yeah. the energy be the knife party
4: yeah it's a very like i've had i've definitely had nights where i've had like a, 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 a depressive episode and i'll put that on and i get that vibe of like man this is like a, a sad party because there's knives and you know that that relation to like being cutters and cutting yourself like mm. that kind of shit i'm like that's kind of dark you know like i i grew up around some of those gothy type people in high school, so you know, it gave me that vibe. Which I know that, that Gino dabbles into gothy gothy yeah. world sometimes. <laughs> I mean mm-hmm. one of his
2: biggest inspirations was that album pornography by Morrissey or Ya yeah. Cure. Yeah cure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Morrissey. Um the cure, yeah. Um but
4: Morrissey's cancelled.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Mm. Wait, why is Morrissey cancelled? Right.
4: He said he I, I don't know. I don't want to repeat yeah you,
3: oh man i he's love more <laughs>
4: you might not I,
3: I hear morrissey i hear morrissey is like the worst live show he like
4: if it happens my sister he, he's him. famous for canceling shows
3: my sister said that he she's she seen him two times and one time he played three songs and then um he said that i guess somebody like put a baby on stage and he's like who put this thing on stage <laughs> Get this thing off my stage, I <laughs> and then he's a like, child. "If you guys don't fucking calm down, then I'm not playing any more songs." And then I guess like the crowd got all rowdy, like, "Ooh!" And it's like, "Calm the fuck down!" And then he's like, "I'm done here, Baker Schultz. Fuck off!" And then he like walked off, and my sister's oh, wow. like, "My sister's like, dude, he played like
4: four songs. That sucks. Refund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he's a racist. Oh, yeah. Wow." He he gives
3: me those vibes too. White
4: nationalist, anti immigrant. uh,
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. He does have that, like,
4: British heart. He's anti gay, but he's gay.
3: Caitlyn Jenner, everybody. He's anti gay?
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, wow. There's so much I don't know about him. Oh, dude. It's so bad. It's (laughs) like if Prince came out and said, like, I hate the color purple. (laughs) Uh...
2: (laughs) (laughs) The movie and the Crayola color. Uh... (laughs)
4: <laughs> all right we're, we're off track. Uh, where were where, so where we on the
3: night party night party <laughs> my night speaking of transition songs okay. night party to korea to party me is song, like so this is like here we go this is the this is i don't want to say this is the song that gives the album its name but it is originally one of the songs that they were playing when they were on the ausbest tour korea was showing up some people were calling the song pony back then because there was no title just yet but You know, it's the only song that he makes reference to a pony, and Mm -hmm. it's a very like cocaine drugged out. Like, let's fucking party and like destroy this shit tonight.
4: Bounce. That to me is the bounce. They have. They always have a song like, uh, you know, "Be Quiet and Drive" has a bounce in the beginning, and the where the whole crowd is bouncing up and down. Uh, Obviously, some more in the later days like Swerve City and stuff. But this is the bounce song on the record for live shows. Korea, that 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 fucking heavy like bouncy riff is is, everybody's just jumping up and down and partying Yeah, I fucking love the song (laughs) covered in uh, feathers right is that one of the lines dude this
3: the song is just like amazing I mean I've I don't know what it's about I have always just assumed that it was about partying and being on drugs and like being at a strip club and doing (laughs) cocaine with Rick James I mean the song is like literally that intense where it's just like god damn and then this what's that line he says like in the like the bridge i've always i don't think he says now check my check the pulse or something like that
4: check the pulse
3: yeah and it's just like oh my god to me that's almost like dude somebody died and we're just gonna check their pulse now
2: (laughs) nikki six what are you doing here Make sure
3: they're still alive kind of thing like that the song is like intense it is definitely one of the funnest songs to see deftones play live i think i've only seen him play it live like once or twice but every time it's like that shit fucking erupts. Like everyone's bouncing up and down. And you know it's gonna be a good show if they open the if they open up the 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 show
2: with that song. Like it's very it's well placed too, like within the album. Cause like you were talking about like with people were giving Chris and like this is like where Deftones went soft. Like any great um uh you know, concert, you know, you're going to space the songs out perfectly. Like we're like, you know, you're going to have your metal songs and then like, all right, everybody, all that energy we were saving up. It's for this moment right here. And like, it's within this, like this album, like this is where it's like perfectly placed, you know, because the rest of the album, you're going to go through uh, some emotion <laughs> after this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely it's, it's intense. It's, I don't want to say like it at times you need to like dumb it down. Cause I don't think it's a dumbed down song at all. But I I think that I think there's elements to like whether you listen to the lyrics or not. Like you're headbanging to this song. Like you can't help but to do it. Like if you got a fucking
4: soul in you, like you're fucking bouncing up and down, head bobbing to this shit. It's an essential part of the vibe that the Deftones are putting out. You know, because yeah, there is emotion. Yeah, there is pretty stuff. There is sexual stuff. But there's also aggression and there's also partying. Like that happy time of just we're all here to have a good time. That vibe uh, Mm -hmm. is part of their shit and. This is the song. I mean, I came to in feathers. That's like you woke up covered in feathers, you know, from being <laughs> pranked by your buddies because you passed out or something at a party. You know, nighttime cavity come in downtown pony work your pitch. Yeah, that's uh downtown pony. <laughs> I know what I don't that know. is. I don't, I don't know if know you guys that. know what that is, but I know what that is. <laughs> that's a that's a that's definitely a party time. So, Yeah, oh, Yes. Um, good song, good good song. Definitely uh Again, there is there are no skippers on this record. There is don't, no skip. You skippers don't skip a song on this record.
2: Even if there is, like, okay, you're trying to catch like just like the heavy songs or whatever. I feel like you're always going to get hooked in, like yeah. to like you're there for like,
4: the journey now. <laughs> like you
2: said, like with fucking uh, digital bath. Like once you hear that snare, you're just like, oh okay, well I got to finish this. I can't just like cut this off like mid song or whatever. I got to continue this
4: journey. Right. Yeah. True, so that, true. That that leads into passenger, right? Yeah, which is
3: the uh, the fan favorites. Uh, I think that they uh they pretty much play this song at every show to like please the fans because it is long been stated that Chino hates playing this song live because he does not like singing other people's lyrics. Okay, yeah.
2: So. So did well, he like I, did Maynard uh Maynard it, from Tool it's a it's a
3: code like the, the lines that you hear Chino sing, he wrote those. The lines oh. that you hear Maynard sing, he wrote those. Like okay. And he does not like singing Maynard's parts Maynard's parts because it's like I didn't write that shit.
2: going to have the crowd sing it shit.
3: Well he's had other like he's had <laughs> Greg from Dillinger come out, he's done it with Maynard like once or twice in like the European tour where mm-hmm. there a perfect circle is opening for them. But it's just they. He had Haley Williams from Paramore sing it. Oh wow! Like he's had all, Jared yeah. Leto sing it. Like all kinds of different people have sang it. But you know he does not like doing that. That's why you never hear like Main from from Saturday Night Wrist ever be played because that's Surge's parts. Like he's yeah. not gonna sing Surge's parts. Right. But um. But yeah. I mean, it is. It is a fucking badass song. I remember the first time I heard this, I was like, dude, this sounds like a fucking opera. Like Maynard's like killing it. I didn't even realize that was Maynard the first time I heard it. I was like, dude, what the
4: fuck is Damn, Chino,
2: you sound just like the guy from Tool. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was
4: like... I, I, I ruined this song for my wife. Oh, shit. Because I told her that it's a the whole song is about Maynard and Chino fucking in the back of his mouth.
2: <laughs> 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 I remember the first time I heard
4: it, I was like...
2: Is this song?
4: Oh, is
2: this song That's all I'm gonna think of right now. <laughs> that's but, all
4: it is, dude. They're fucking in the back of a limo. I'm sorry.
2: They're doing the whole fucking. Uh, <laughs> was it David Bowie and fucking Mick Jagger? Like when fucking uh, Mick Jagger's wife caught him fucking.
4: Hey, that's all. It is. But it's intentional. Think about it. it it's still a sexual song. Mm-hmm. Whether you know, it's it is that mentality. You're thinking about something like that. The, the fogging up of the windows. Open up the window. Let them see buckles, mm-hmm. the fuck goes leather, like. It's, it's a sexual song. It's definitely about somebody fucking in the back. Yeah. Of yeah, the song, yeah. So know? I
2: got that vibe from it. See like that's always again like to, to talk about like the you know the double entendres like get you know whatever you can from these songs there was that vibe to it but then there's also like a serial killer vibe that I caught Ooh. from it too like almost like a Ted Bundy like it like mixes like the sexual with the fucking murderous uh, vibe. That's the vibe that I caught too and to tie this back into high school because this is where we
4: find out that jacob's a serial killer (laughs) 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 the bodies are hidden
2: behind the dumpster um no um speaking of bodies hidden behind the dumpster um passenger um came out uh 2000 right so the very next or the very couple next couple of months after you know this album comes out in front of east high school there was a uh, a torso that was found in the trunk of a car right in front of our school and it was parked in front of our school for quite some time you know the but this is right where the buses would um drop us off at you know i would be walking by this car many 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 times for a while we would see like a bunch of flies and you know yeah you know things like you know uh, flying around and whatnot we didn't pay much attention because it's bakersfield you know in the fall and whatnot And, you know, those things tend to come out during that time period. But then it it just stayed there for a while until they started to see some stuff leaking out of there until one Saturday they opened up the trunk and found a a headless, legless, armless torso in the back of the car. And so every time I hear passenger, I always think of, of that incident in front of our school. Like, fuck, my bus literally came up behind that car every single day. And I bet you with my fucking sony disc man i fucking fucking walked past it many 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 times while this song was playing
4: yeah what i I want you to do is get that evil violent thought out of your brain (laughs) next time that the song plays just imagine gino and maynard fucking in the back okay
3: yeah this song to me is just about (laughs) fucking
4: man like fuck it (laughs) ate you I,
2: can it be Salma Hayek and Chino? Nope, Come on, nope. man. It's got to be Maynard.
4: Maynard and they're, they're singing to each other.
2: Maynard I, with his fucking dreadlocks or fucking bald Maynard?
4: Ooh, oh, dude. He's Perfect technically Circle always Maynard? bald. Oh. He
3: just wears wigs.
4: Dude, I, I saw I saw Perfect Circle open up for Nine Inch Nails, and I had no idea that oh, was Oh, the Atari Teenage Riot tour? Where it was like Atari Teenage Riot, or Perfect Circle on Nine Inch Nails? No, it was uh, maybe that tour, but the, Atari didn't play... In Miami, uh something Snake River. Snake River oh, Conspiracy, Snake River Conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, I love Snake River Conspiracy. Yeah. But anyway, they just uh, had that one I,
3: album, but it's hey, if we ever do a Snake River Conspiracy album, they just had one album, so yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing album though. They do love yeah. song
4: too. I like that. Yeah. But I didn't know that was Maynard. I remember just saying who the fuck is this guy? He sounds like Maynard. He's wearing <laughs> a wig and then and then like later I go home, I'm like, Idiot! You should have bought all of the merch. What was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh that, that that was that Maynard is great. Uh, that song is great, but it is absolutely about fucking.
3: Oh yeah, clearly. Yeah. You know, oh. it's funny you say that it's absolutely about fucking because there's a a YouTube channel called like Watch Mojo and if you look up yeah. Deftones, they have a like a list that says like top 10 best Deftones songs. Yeah. This song is on it and they talk about like the meaning of the song. They're like this song is about Your less adventurous friends and you're going on a road trip with your friends and I was like that is not what this song is about. I don't know how the fuck you you clearly have never heard this song. But I I had sex. (laughs) Maybe they're virgins.
4: So
2: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) fucking Mormons with their magical fucking (laughs) underwear and shit. Um. Uh we can't move on to the next song without talking about I guess like you mentioned like this was like the dark years of the Deftones Tones and like during like the recording of this album, like they were like there was like tensions arising or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I
4: there mean, was videos and stuff too that they put out of them struggling in the studio to finish this album. I remember yeah. seeing that.
2: Yeah, I mean
3: they were that's another thing that's like really cool about Deftones Tones is they are not very shy about um what what uh that they're not always on like friendly terms. And a lot of it, it gets chucked up to Chino versus Steph and like that argument of like, who's the leader of the band type of thing. Like, are we going to go super heavy? or Are we going to go all Depeche Mount sounding? And like, yeah, that's one element. But I think Chino's like, I don't know. I don't know stubbornness. Like, you know, you know, I think that anytime that you have a creative person, you have a vision of what you want to do and create You're a little bit stubborn. And I think that that's kind of where all these guys are. Like they work well together because they all compromise, but they're all slightly stubborn. Like they all want to bring that element that they want to bring to the table. And I think that, you know, there were riffs. There was already like the beginning parts of what would become Team Sleep were already being recorded around this same time period. And, you know, fast forward to, you know, the self titled album, then like the dark times, it became really dark. Fast forward to, Saturday Night Risk, The Dark Times became really fucking dark. Like, that to me is the darkest. I thought they were going to break up after yeah. that. Like, the fact that they put that album out, and I do think it's a great album. It's, I don't think it's nearly as good as it could have been just because one, Terry Date was not involved. Two, it's not like Chino was mostly involved via emails and like, <laughs> I'll show up to the studio when I can type of thing. And like, oh, yeah, that, let...
4: that, that album has a couple bangers, but it also is definitely not one of my favorite. Records. Like, it's not ranked on the top of their records
3: yeah same here yeah. i mean <laughs> i i enjoy it and if it's it's one of those things like i think the song beware i think is beautiful like it's one of my favorites yeah. but it's it's never been there like i know people like harp on cherry waves and go oh man cherry waves is amazing i do you not right. like this album but it's like it's not that i don't like the album it's just that this to me is not death downs like this is over processed, over edited like over like this is not Deftones. Like, to me, Deftones goes back to, like, even if you're arguing with your boys, like, you're still in the same garage, like, jamming these songs out to try to create this, like, beautiful monster you're about to unleash. Yeah. And I always felt like Saturday Night Ristons didn't have that element. Like, it just there's brutal, there's rats, rats, rats. It's a banger. But at the same time, it's like, ah, it just doesn't feel like Elite. Like, it doesn't feel like a banger like Elite does. Right, um, yeah.
2: This is also, too, like, mentioning, like, with, like, Maynard, like, he comes in, like, to help, like, I guess, like, do some, like, uh, arranging of the album Yeah, so he was
3: arranging it, and, I mean, and Maynard's a master arranger. I mean, you look at what he does with Pustifer, you look at what he does with Tool, and, like, the way he structures songs, it's not verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and that's one of those things that Deftones really broke away from a verse, chorus, verse, chorus structure here, where it's just, like, yeah, I mean... Passengers is essentially two verses and then like this weird epic climax of a song that's just like ends on a piano. Yeah. And it's just like beautiful. Like everything's just genius here.
2: But I could think I, I can... I'm trying to see the the Maynard and uh, Chino fucking element of it because I like I heard there was (laughs) there was a uh, I guess like when uh, they were fighting like the Deftones were fighting or whatever Maynard came in like I guess like these like Tibetan like uh, like drum things or whatever and like had everybody like do like some like weird like fucking hippie shit and like i guess chino was saying he was like man like I, that was like a moment like we all came together as a band and like man we gotta get this fucking guy out of here man he's fucking trying to, he's <laughs> trying to fucking get me in the back of his fucking camaro and fuck me with these tibetan drums
4: <laughs> take me to the edge is how the song ends yeah <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying <laughs> uh, that, was, that, that was also uh, fucking an ed lord maynard Roll down these misty windows down to catch my breath again because of all of the fucking.
3: <laughs> Shout out to Maynard. <laughs> Not only was he doing that over here with Deftones, but they were about to release Laterales, which is still like my favorite Tool album. That album deserves an episode of the Which is future. just like genius.
4: Yeah. But anyways. Life-changing record. The well.
3: uh, The only true single of the album, I guess, the one that put the video out, came out, MTB Airplay, Mm-hmm. non-stop rock radio airwaves to this day it's still like on heavy rotation changing the house of flies is another one of those That's just like dude this thing is not just a deftone staple but just like a radio like if you grew up in this time period like you couldn't help but to hear the song on the radio to see the video to see this very like you know that song criminal by um by uh, michael jackson Anna apple no, no Fiona Apple. Yeah. Apple yeah, yeah, Fiona Apple had that criminal video where like the video was all shot like at this like creepy party and like everything was weird. That always reminded me of the Change in the House of Flies
4: video where it's like, dude, is this the same fucking party where everyone's on drugs <laughs> and like all like? It's definitely the same party. I was at <laughs> both of them. Yeah, <laughs> no, Shit's just kidding. nuts. <laughs> Hold Shit. on a second. I I do need a if we're gonna talk about change, I need another beer. Have oh, go second. right ahead.
3: One second. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those songs that i think going back to like chino chino writing from like a not a place of like this is from my life this is a personal song kind of thing Mm -hmm. but at the same time writing from a place of like yeah i'm kind of an asshole like listen to these lyrics and like this main character is kind of an asshole like this this is not a, a good guy and like It's beautiful. It's dark. It's like open for interpretation. Big time
2: open for interpretation. It's
3: it's feels like this person, you know, like, is he talking about himself? Is he talking about someone else? Is he talking about like and then I mean, we'll lead to like what the last song is in the album. But this song being called Changing the House of Flies also just points out like this is this is not going to be Deftones by the numbers. You're not going to get Seven Words again. You're not going to get Shove It again. You're not going to get, like, MX, which I love the song MX. I think it's one of my favorite Deftones songs ever. But this is not the way they're choosing to close the album out anymore. Like, you're not getting Head Up or whatever. Like, this is changing the House of Flies, and it's it's different. Like, all of their peers have to stop and take notes and be like, damn, that we're not doing that shit. Like, what the fuck is this? This is fucking next level shit
2: it kind of reminds me of yeah you're absolutely right it reminds me of like what Aaron North was talking about when we we're talking about Injustice for All and uh, uh Rain and Blood where it's just like when Slayer put out Rain and Blood it was just like everybody's getting away, getting away from like that 80s you know gated drum sound or whatever everyone's moving away from that to going to this you know uh, you know, Justice for All did that as well, and it's just like the same thing. Where it's just like, oh shit! Like with new metal, it's like it's moving away from nookie. It's moving away from like, oh, my daddy molested me in a closet. It's like, oh, okay, shit. Now we got to do this now. You know, and what I was what I was talking about, like with like those synth sounds or whatever. This is like that that weird that like you get in the background, like that's a whale sound. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> it's like Free Willy. You know, like. <coughs> free willy in the background or whatever but like you said with it's open for interpretation as well where it's just like you can take it one way and i think about like a past relationship where it's just like oh okay you see this person change and you're you're putting those feelings onto somebody else and then you said it could also be about yourself where it's just like i saw a change in you and it's just like oh yeah you're playing it to yourself at that time so like there's two different like free like ways of the road you can go with this song. Like you can place that energy on somebody else, or you can place it on yourself as well, which that's what I do when I listen to this song.
4: I think
3: of Queen of the Damned. Oh yeah, that fucking scene. Yeah, that reminds me of high school because everybody was like, Dude, did you see Queen of the Damned? They played Changing the House of Flies and they were fucking <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, man.
4: Yeah, I, I, you know, that video is very iconic to me. But that it, it's also like that's a heroin party. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, and uh I've seen those. They're not that fun, but I, but it also puts you in that vibe. And I've, I've, you know, it, it could be kind of just. There's some sexuality to it, but there's also just this debaucherous. Like we're, you know, if you're on a heroin party, like that's a that's a debaucherous, kind of sinful place to be. Um. So you know, I, I I I feel those sinful vibes also from the song. I guess mm-hmm. it, 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 as a as a survivor of the Catholic Church, <laughs> it makes me feel like a sinful man, and I'm uh, I'm okay with that. That guilt. Oh, uh, but I love it. It's, that that's the thing for me now. Like, nice. It, I want to see that that uh, this is blasphemy face like that that nothing gets me harder than someone yelling out blasphemy like nice. it's
2: just. It's, <laughs> it's funny you should have been on our episode last week as well we were talking about brujeria and shit oh I, I was listening to uh, an episode you did i forgot well, the person you were uh, interviewing but they were you were talking about like your encounters with like sanderia and like somebody was doing some ritual in front of you made like your friend's nose bleed like right in front of you and shit I like i was that. like
4: "Fuck!" I've seen some shit in my day with brujeria that i can't explain I don't practice it. I don't believe in it. But I know that it works if you're a practicing person. Mm. Uh, but the same as you know, Christianity works. And all of the religions work for whoever is following the, following the religion. You know, if you pray to Jesus every night and that's your thing, like, you'll get the things you're praying to Jesus for eventually. But, you know, just understand that you did that yourself. You're just using this Jesus as a crutch, as an excuse, as a thing to give you motivation. Or if you're in Santeria, you're using the practices, the uh, you know that oh I did me hice el santo where they they like do the ceremony where they cleanse you and uh, you have to wear white for like a month it's, it's the weirdest shit dude. so um but i get well speaking of all of that I, I get a lot of that uh also kind of blended in deftones vibe culture mm-hmm. you know the dia de los muertos and mm-hmm. but there's a lot of also some voodoo shit going on oh yeah 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 well, and... so, so where were we on the album we change right so yeah. yeah, change gives me that vibe of of some kind of brujeria shit too. Yeah. I don't know. I get that vibe from them. From that song specifically.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's probably the most like straight up something violent happened here with like the I gave you the gun and blew you away kind of thing. Like it's definitely like it's it's not a friendly song. It's not it's it's not a romantic song. I know some people like to twist it and turn it into like, oh, it's about having sex or whatever. and <laughs> like taking someone's clothes off, no. like whatever it is. but it's not definitely that kind of change. definitely not that element. And like, I think that it's a lot of the especially to me, the way the album ends, it ends with if there is a character, if there is a person in this and it's and it's not Chino, it's not chino self-reflecting. like this main character is definitely realizing not only am I an asshole, but I'm going to lean into this assholeness. Like I just realized like I'm, I'm the bad guy. Like, and then that's the way it's going to be. Like I have metamorphosis, no pun intended to this song and the next song, but I have metamorphosis from being like this person who was struggling with all these vices and all this stuff to the point where I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to just lean into all this bad stuff. Like I'm okay with this. Like, like, if you guys aren't okay with me, like on drugs and with women and like doing whatever the fuck I want, and like fuck it. Like, you guys are, you guys can leave kind of thing. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of a, that's a very dumbed down type of like vibe. But, but to me, this song and the, and the next song and the way that they will blend into each other kind of give me that vibe.
4: Yeah. Like, I, now that you mention it about uh, being a character, like it wouldn't, I wouldn't put it, put, Past them that there is a story going on here that they didn't make very apparent about a character specifically, because I remember during this time Chino was also wearing like schoolboy outfits.
3: Yeah, he was wearing a tie and yeah, yeah, and they never really explained what was up with
4: that. It just started happening, and I'm like, well, maybe it has something to do with the lyrics and the vibe and the story he's trying to put out with that. Yeah, he that was dressed sense.
3: like a Japanese schoolboy for this tour, and <laughs> and like they never really explained that. Like, why are you dressed <laughs> like a Japanese schoolboy all the
2: time? This character for the, yeah. this period of time. But
4: I witnessed he, him when he during that tour he uh, stopped some dude from harassing a girl mid set, and it was great. Like he he there was a dude like touching up on a girl, and she kept pushing him away, and he kept trying, and then she just stopped. He's like, "Hey, you asshole, stop." And then like, he like pointed at the guy and the guy was like what the fuck and then like if you keep up with that shit I'm going to have one of these guys fuck you up. And then they just stopped the show like for a few seconds and then all right and then just close everything back up everybody and then you know started another song but I was like damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean I'm down. I'm always I was always that guy at the shows like willing is there a fight? I'm ready to stop the fight. There you go. Someone's going to go to sleep. Nice. <laughs> i'm not about fighting i don't like fighting i like stopping the fights though
2: <laughs> i feel i feel you on that it's, yeah. it's like it ruins the vibe of the whole like you know, yeah, we definitely. were talking to, about
4: i used to guard the pits all the time it was my thing i'd be standing there i would push people like in the, in the good parts of the song I'll grab somebody like go like get in there and you know in a fun playful manner but if i see someone doing like ninja kicks with their head down Mm -hmm. Uh, or intentionally going after somebody and like punching them i'm gonna run in and like no you're not not." (laughs) (laughs) that's not happening yeah i've had to do that
2: a couple of times where i had to fucking like dive into a crowd and save one of my friends one of my friends like he fucking had a broken leg and he got dragged in there and like some like white supremacist dude was like tossing around so I had to like literally like push the white supremacist away and like cuddle him like in my arms, like the baby <laughs> Jesus and like carry him to like back maneuver back to like the front of the fucking stage again. But yeah, I've, I've played yeah. that role a couple of times.
3: Broken yeah. leg at a show is a nightmare. I can't even imagine that. I was like, dude, the show's over. Go home. Like, <laughs>
4: you're I'm not surprised. Walking. I'm surprised I've not broken a leg at a show yet that's impressive i have
2: uh <laughs> an eternal scar here from dillinger uh lead singer through the microphone from half like he walked speaking of jesus walked across the whole crowd walks across to the back or whatever the guitar players are doing all sorts of crazy stuff fucking you know olympic fucking you know flips off of the fucking amps and shit like in front of me And i'm watching that and i'm like oh my god they're still playing holy shit how did that happen Lee Singer throws the fucking microphone as hard as he fucking gorilla can, and the yeah. fucking I have like this fucking waffle scar like from the fucking <laughs> microphone like <laughs> embedded to this day in my <clears throat> fucking trapezoid right here. So it's just like I wasn't mad. It fucking hurt like shit. My arm immediately went dead, but I was fucking like hey, that's what fucking what happens at a fucking metal show. You yeah, know?
4: I mean, I'm sure he'd apologize. I'm not going to speak for him, but I'm pretty sure he'd apologize. I would, probably, <laughs> I mean,
2: I would thank him for it, because it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's one of those instances like, you know, out in the street, and that would be considered assault. But at yeah. a metal show, it's just like, oh, thank you for this gift that you have bestowed yeah. upon me. You know, it's always like.
4: The, the most damage I've ever incurred to my body is Dillinger, Deftones, and Every Time I Die. Those three concerts. Oh, my God. I'm always injured at one of those shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so- oh, I
3: thought all three of those bands played together. I was like, oh, oh no.
4: No, I've definitely seen Dillinger and Every Time I Die together numerous times. And mm-hmm. Those have always been insane. Greg has this habit of grabbing me from the pit for Sunshine the Werewolf. And like giving me the microphone. So like at, at all the Dillinger shows, we, when they would play Sunshine the Werewolf, I'd be right up front fucking screaming in his face. He would grab me, he'd give me the mic, and then he'd run into the pit himself. Nice. And, it, and it's the destroyer. Like that part, the, the whole chaos starts yeah. happening. He, he just ran into the pit. He would do that every fucking time. It was insane. So um, ladies and gentlemen, uh,
2: uh, lead singer of Dillinger Escape Plan. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dil- yeah. uh, Miss Machine deserves
3: its uh, version of this episode. Like Miss Machine is incredible. Yes, it is. Just saying, hey, Miss
4: Machine. Um, but going back to Deftones and and uh, what is it? The Back to School, right? Uh,
3: uh mini maggot. mini, Pink. Uh, Pink Maggot.
4: Pink Maggot. Yeah. Back to school Sorry. was the the one that they Number inserted yeah, in the yeah, beginning. that's Mini yeah, Maggot. Yeah, yeah, back yeah, yeah, to school. Yeah. To me, because... Back to School comes after. I I always listen to it after Mini Maggot. I, I really? wouldn't put it as the first album. Yeah, I put it after. Okay, it, it kind of flows into it,
2: which makes sense because that's how like the, uh, Mini mega got it is because like some like person, some art director or whatever at Maverick was just like that. Like it
4: back in school.
2: It was like that's a chorus for a hit song. You need this to make... is
4: the banger. Yeah, you need to make that a rap rock song. The video it's... was sick, bro. I had dudes from the Orgy Band and oh, yeah. that's right, yeah, yeah
2: but um yeah pink maggie yeah that line like that always tripped me out like when i would hear later versions of fucking white pony it's just like oh so did they just because you know how like some songs like there's like reprises like where they like pink floyd did this a lot Jimi hendrix did this a lot like with voodoo child and whatnot like where they would reference a song they did earlier in the album with like the same chorus and i was like oh did they just mean to like re-reference like this song again it wasn't until I got like that bit of information that like somebody at Maverick was like, Hey guys, we, we need another we need a nookie to to start this album or whatever that they like they were listening to Pink Maggot, that whole back to school line. They're like, Why don't you just turn that into a song kind of thing? It's a great song. I mean,
3: it's definitely I mean, like I talked about with with changing the house of flies, like leaning leaning into like the being an asshole part of it. But uh this is definitely the darkest part of it, part of like the lyrics all together i don't know if it gets darker i don't even know if there's a darker tone songs in in general um because if you if you break down the song i mean it's basically like saying like i don't need you like it gets to that line where it's like all you are is meat to me um and it, it kind of ends on that line where it's just like I just took advantage. Like you were just there for me, for like my pleasure, my like sexual pleasure, my drug pleasure, like whatever it may be. That's it. And then there's that heartbeat. that boom, boom. We're just like the end kind of thing. Where it's just like whatever, whatever just happened. It was just for my my pleasure, and it, you didn't really mean that much to me. And it's a pretty dark, pretty dark concept because I always think that that line that all you are to me is meat is just like. That's fuck That's like some psychopath, like Ted Bundy ish type of yeah type of thing. Where going it's back
4: like, to Jacob being a serial killer. In, uh, <laughs> what song was that that you were a serial killer in? Passenger. Oh, fucking
2: passenger. Yeah.
4: Passenger. Right. Yeah. Not butt sex.
2: No. <laughs> no sodomy. of <laughs> me. <laughs> no sodomy. of me. Happy Pride don't. Month, y'all.
4: <laughs> I give you a gift. That song <laughs> is for the LGBT community. <laughs>
2: this one's for you caitlin jenner
4: that's right (laughs) future governor of california let's go
2: (laughs) (laughs) no but um you, you like we've mentioned a few times everybody gets you know separate emotions uh from songs like you were talking about like with knife party and teenager and things like that like when i hear you know pink maggot like yeah obviously those are the lyrics right but to me like it always represented like you know death to me you know like maggots they they represent like oh that's every time i've ever seen a maggot it's like you know it's either on like some rotted chicken or like a roadkill or you know you know hey we're all going to be in the ground one day unless you get you know cremated and whatnot Uh, but always like every time like i would happen upon this song it like would make me reflect that on like a tragic loss you know and the first tragic loss i ever went through wasn't during my you know sophomore year of high school so it was just like it's it's that album just represents a period of in time in my life and it just brings up specific like i said at the beginning of this episode specific you know sights smells just vibes that i caught during a specific moment moment in time in my life and it's just it's beautiful because it, it gives you this like full spectrum of emotions it's not just one thing like i listen to you know a slipknot album it's just all you know or it's not um you know, prints where I'm just, I just want to, you know, commit sodomy, you know, like I, I, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a cornucopia, if you will, of emotion, which I just very much appreciate because that's the beauty of art. Art has to um, not Mr. Trail over here, uh, you know, art is just, it's a reflection of human emotion and no, one of the few albums that I have and the thousand that are sitting over there, you know, behind art over here is white pony. I, I get what you're saying. I do think that I, I don't think that it reflects
3: on death. I mean, there's all these things that he says in that song, where it's there's even like abuse, whether it be sexual or physical, because he's like saying like now that you need her in the throat, where it's just like Dude, this guy's like literally talking about beating up a woman right mm-hmm. now, like 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 you you've done all these terrible things. And like you're just kind of like sitting back and reflecting on this and going like yeah, but all these people are just like meat to me. That and like, to go
2: back to that, those like those lyrics, like I think of like oh like yeah like I didn't appreciate this person like when they were yeah, alive. They're definitely
4: metaphorical. I don't think he's literally doing. Yeah, the I, I don't think that.
2: Right? I don't think that it's like literal.
3: Literal. And then the thing that I've always wanted to, I wanted to bring up on this episode, and I guess now is a good time is the song doesn't end with with that line lyrically there's another line that never makes it on the album, and it says oh, all you are to me is meat now pass the flask and that line doesn't make it on the album but it's always written on all the lyrics and to me that's always been like a like check out this cool story i just told you like it's not about me it's not it's not me i'm talking about but it's like check out this crazy story and i oh, always yeah. think that the past the flask line is one of those things that like if you're hanging out with your homies or whatever and you're all telling crazy stories or something that's something that would be like commonly said. Like I just told a crazy story now, pass the flask kind of thing. Yeah, yeah And yeah. like, I've always took that as like, look at this like insanity thing. I just did like, it's not self-reflective. It's not like a story. It's not this happened, this happened and then this happened type of thing. It's just like wild, drunk, drugged out memories that I just spewed out for you. Now pass the flask kind of thing. <laughs> and that's the way yeah. I've always taken that. And it was just like, damn, like, It's a little more like.
4: It's a very important part of the story to put on the lyrics. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It adds a little
2: bit more to it. You know, it's like the note that wasn't played. You know, they always talk about like in jazz music, like, oh, it's not all about like the notes that were played, but sometimes the notes that were not played. And it's just like, hey, that was not said on the album, but it's on all the lyric sheets. So it adds a little bit more to the whole fucking package. Yeah.
3: It's wild, man. To me, it's just like, it's the fact that Chino was so involved with the artwork and I guess we can talk about the artwork now. And like, this is kind of the beginning of the Deftones, Frank Maddox relationship that would become to this day. Frank Maddox has been like um, tied to Deftones with all their artwork and everything that they do. um, But very involved in the way that, you know, obviously he didn't want profanity to be on the album or anything like that. Didn't want the parental advisory, and this is the lyrics that are gonna show up, and this is what's gonna happen like it, it, to me, it's not a fluke that that um that passed the flask is on there. It's just like it's not like someone over didn't check didn't didn't proofread this shit <laughs> like
4: right, right, right oh, I mean, that's an intentional move, man, it definitely affects sales. they were going big for the sales of this record, obviously, I mean putting it in a movie. I mean, I think that the team that was behind the Deftones was definitely trying to make this a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it was cool. It was a cool time too, because music was very interesting around that time period. I mean, I was into Nine Inch Nails is the Fragile around that time period. Um, I was also coming right off of a, a, a bender with Marilyn Manson and the Mechanical Animals, which is also a very... like I know he's cancelled now too, but that record was a very dark record for my lifetime. And it was a dark, it was a dark time in my life in general. So, attaching all these records in in, in you know con, in concession like, it's Me- mechanical animals then white pony and then you know the fragile all these records back to back. It it's, uh it was a crazy time to be uh into music because all those like nine inch nails was doing MTV you know they were mm-hmm. doing award shows and shit. F tones was coming out on Letterman like they were dominating, mainstream culture. Like we don't really have much of that anymore.
2: You're absolutely right now it's just like we we talk about this all the time and maybe that's just like the internet era where it's just like you got to find your corner of the internet to live in to you know to be aware of this but this is very much the era of like hey mtv here's like a bunch of shit that we're gonna put out there like we hey we want this to be popping but for some reason on trl this video keeps popping up and like that's where you know you see like change of the house of flies come in and like kind of take away you know like hey if you're into limp biscuit oh shit you'll love this kind of thing where it's just you get exposed to all these different um artists and you know whatever it's like a buffet you know whatever just catches your fancy hey you might not like that fucking taco platter over there but you'll love this right here ffo
4: bro it's an industry thing for fans of Mm -hmm. ffo you gotta for fans of ramstein for fans of you know it's it you become that that brand name you know for that style of music you like the deftone, it's gonna have it on the sticker. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean right in the front of the lake. Like you're gonna buy this because you like deft tones. Yeah. Like uh, but there there is, you know, that that is a thing that we can't deny. Deftones have been super influential. There's a lot of bands that came out after White Pony that did the same thing that they did. Mm-hmm. You know, or tried to do the same thing that they changed their style and try to become more and, and, and do add more melody and more heady, be more heady and like that. Uh it worked for some bands, didn't work for a lot of bands. Uh, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus because I want uh, <laughs> people to come to my podcast and have a good time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you,
3: you know, one of the like looking back at that, like at this album and all the things that that it's influenced, it does kind of blow my mind that that you know we talked about the Dillinger Escape Plan and a band that was like heavily influenced by Deftones uh mm-hmm. i brought up employed to serve who just did a cover of elite and like with the with the dillinger escape plan and like younger bands like the band nothing i think nothing is one of those bands that you hear and you're like dude th- you clearly were influenced by deftones yeah. um a band like and not only that but they would admit it themselves but even a band like deaf heaven who i think is like tip top like amazing like i'm excited for their new album and it's like they always cite deftones as one of their biggest influence and it's, and i'm just like that's that's wild to me that all these bands that are doing, like, interesting shit bring up Deftones as, like, as, like, this kind of, like, musical misfit. Because if you really think about Deftones where they were in that time period, they were they were the odd man out during the Oz Festival, and they were the odd man out during the warp Tour Festival, and they were just kind of their own thing. Like, they weren't fitting in with, like, They weren't as heavy as Slipknot. They weren't doing the dreadlocks and the eyeshadow and, like, I got beat up by jocks kind of thing. Like, they weren't that. But they weren't the, like, we're going to tour with, like, Blink-182 and these other, like, whatever it is, like, skate punk, skate rock kind of bands. Like, they've always just been their own thing. Even... Through all these years, they're just they're their own thing. They just
4: keep marching on, doing their oh, own. The other Deftones is an example. You know, I, I don't know if anybody got to go to the other Deftones, but I mean, yeah. there was hip hop acts. When I walked in, there was a hip hop artist performing, and there was three ladies on stage with enormous asses just twerking. <laughs> oh. like, yeah, well, that's the Megan the Stallion. I guess that's I guess yeah. that's the vibe
3: where uh <laughs> It's it's funny you say that cuz I, I watched that performance the Megan the Stallion performance and I was hanging out with with Brutus and um
4: Yeah, Brutus is cool, man.
3: Like I was hanging out with the bass player from Brutus who was going to be on the podcast and then the lead singer of Youth Code and we were all just fucking vibing to that to that to that song and it was like here's, like, this, like, industrial metal band, this, like, proggy, like, post-hardcore band, and they're, like, jamming out to Megan Thee Stallion, who's opening up for Deftones. It's, like, that, to me, is, like, that's what Deftones is all about. It's, It's like, we don't care about, like, what you want to give us. Like, we're doing our own thing. We like our own shit. Like, we're doing our own festival our own way, and, like, their festival is, like, not just because it's my favorite band, but it's probably, like, my favorite festival to go to, just because it's, like, it's cool. Like, there's, like, literally, like, if you just want to hang back and smoke weed on the hill, like, here's your corner to smoke yeah. weed in the hill. If you want to, yeah. if you have, if you're, like, uh, you see kids there, like, you see full families now. Like, it's, like, <laughs> three generations of, like, Deftones fans now. It's, like, oh, this is the family corner over here.
4: Who was like, it that, uh, that played right before Deftones at Dia de los Deftones? Was it Grimes? Uh,
3: No, it was um, uh, Churches.
4: Churches? At Dia de los Deftones?
3: Yeah, Churches played at, at Dia de los Deftones. Maybe
4: Churches. I don't know. There was like a very. It was like a poppy. Uh, yeah, it was
3: a. They they're like a synth pop kind of band. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. was true. Jesus. I ended
4: up. I ended up in 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 a, in a in a in the one of the green rooms in in at the other leftones with the chick from that band, mm-hmm. the, the lead singer, the lead singer from Brutus, and and uh, and Serge, I believe. Oh wow. And I was just like, What what is happening?" And we were just all like smoking weed. I'm just passing joints around. Like, what's what's happening right now? That's what happened. Dude, (laughs) that that to me
3: is like badass because it's like another thing. It's like that was not another heavy act. It was, I think, the last three. the The main acts were Megan Thee Stallion, Gojira, (laughs) Churches, and Deftones. Like all of those acts could headline their own thing, but on like different festivals, like. The fact that Megan the Stallion and Gojira are playing back to back to each other is like <laughs> fucking genius.
0: You're not gonna Gojira. find that anywhere else. And
4: Gojira yeah. is so cool too, man. Hanging out with those dudes backstage. There's a dude that knows um, Joe, the singer. Uh, he has a buddy. He's like he's he's on Instagram. as, like that that freaking that freaking Frenchman or the skiing <laughs> Frenchman or something. Yeah. He's, he's this crazy like French dude that was just making making kind of stereotypical french jokes while i was hanging out like baguette huh baguette and i'm like but you're actually french like should i laugh i'm kind of confused <laughs> is this a test <laughs> this is a test am i gonna get canceled if i laugh <laughs> um yeah Cuban. It, it, it's okay man yeah right no but yeah it was a really they were really cool we were hanging out with a puppy uh, at the of those f-tones with the gojira guys there was a big old dog back there um it, it, we were in this big bar area in the back, and like um, you know, Chino walked in, and then afterwards, Chi's Family walked, in, and shit got everybody started crying and hugging. It was a fucking moment that I got to see, and uh, that's that's the vibe backstage with them that I love, man. It's all family and drinking, like ah, and hugs, and you know, let's get a drink and
2: like a Mexican know. barbecue. Yeah,
4: yeah fuck yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean the fact that uh Dialos Deft Tones, the first one that they did was um with Mike Shinoda Future. I'm trying to think of like the other acts that were there, but it's like they've all been great and they always have they uh they don't butcher the 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 Dia de los Mertos element to it where it's like you can bring like pictures of like family members and they have like Chi and Mike Shinoda had brought pictures of Chester and they're just there for display. Like they're it's again, there's no barrier between like you and mike shinoda now because like now mike shinoda is under the the deftones umbrella kind of thing where it's like here is this picture that that is like a personal picture of mike shinoda and and chester bennington and it's just here for display where you could put your family members picture next to it kind of thing it's it's wild it's a beautiful festival man
4: yeah i can't wait for the next one i'm glad that we're getting back to normality i'm hoping Um, it happens this year i think so I mean, there's like there's they're 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 talking about another virus, but I think it's only to scare the people that haven't been vaccinated because they keep making that a point. <laughs> like you know, a lot of people have been vaccinated. You guys are at risk about the new variant that's coming. It's like, oh shit! Well, I'm glad I got the vaccine. Can we move along? I, yeah. I need to go to Psycho Las Vegas this year. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah. Come you on! Know, I want to um, go <laughs> to.
3: What's the one that? Riot Fest. Riot Fest in uh, Riot Chicago. Riot Fest looks, looks insane. Incredible.
4: Fur, uh, Furnace Festival in Alabama, dude. Have you seen this?
2: That's like no. all the bands
4: right there. Wait, is that where uh, uh, Nance Nails and Deftones are playing together? No, 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 no. Nick. I'm going to give you a quick Furnace Fest. Uh, I saw that I and know. I was like, how much are flights out there? <laughs> dude, Alabama is Alabama. But, I mean, it's Cave-In, Converge, uh, 18 Visions, oh. Asteroids, Under Oath. Emery. Every time I die, from autumn's to ashes. Glass eater. Uh, who else do I know on this lineup? Zao. Thursday. And there's taking back. Val's, a, Val's another one of those like. Yeah. Taking back Sunday. Kill switch engage. Andrew WK. Uh, shit. Code seven. There's just so many bands. Every band's playing this. He is legend. Poison the well. Um, Bad cop. Bad cop. Bad cop. August Burns Red. Counterparts. Madcap,
3: sounds loose. like a badass band name. I have Darkest
4: listen. hour, fit for a king. The hate breed, the get up. It's just uh, every band. And uh, this one's a lot, but the uh, Hellfest in France got announced, and that's 350 bands. That's incredible. Bands. That's
3: the one. Seven that, yeah.
4: days, every single band is playing. Metallica. If
3: you're you not know. playing Hellfest, are you even a band? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had. It's
4: so funny. I felt bad though. I had. A, I had a a guest on my show. Uh, it was fluff from Riffs and Beards. He's in the band Dragged Under, and and he was like, "Oh, we're playing, we're playing Hellfest." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Everyone is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm it playing wasn't, Hellfest. It was
4: Yeah, I'm playing Hellfest. <laughs> I think Art Night. We, we have a. I, yeah, we have a booth at
3: Hellfest. In <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey guys, what's your
2: favorite form of breweria?
4: <laughs> I gotta tell you, has got it's 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 nuts the amount of work that's gonna go into that show. That's I don't think be, people understand dude, the production. You know,
3: there, you know there's gonna be collabs at that show. Oh you know God. there's gonna be dude. We were just um for for the longest time I've been talking to the guys from health to like come on the podcast, and for some reason or another, it just never works out. Like either you're Brown, yeah. It just it just yeah. doesn't it just doesn't work out like we it'll happen, but like they just did that collab with nine snails, and I was like, damn, we gotta get them on there, and then they did a collab with Chino, and I'm like, God damn, we gotta get these guys on it. Like, I love health. From when health was playing like little tiny bedroom shows with like four like geeked out like dudes. And it's like, dude, I can't believe you guys are are here now. Like, I'm so happy for health. I'm stoked that they're like still doing amazing stuff. And I saw them. I
4: saw them collabing with somebody else recently that I can't remember. Oh, um, perturbator perturbator did a song with health, too. I just had him on the show. That's why I kind of it's fresh in the brain. But yeah, health is doing the shit right Dude, now. Dude, health is on fire. They're putting the work in.
3: Yeah, they are. <laughs> putting, they 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 did, they did not take the pandemic off. A lot of bands did, but health went like, fuck it. Like we're we're both a live band and like a a noise band, a studio noise band. So like, let's fucking lean into that studio noise
4: element right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, fellas. We're done with the record. I got. I gotta get out of here. All right. We're, yeah, we're my, done. My, my dog wife is trying, texting me.
2: Yeah, my dog's <laughs> trying to break into the studio right here. Yeah. So, uh, with that said, before you leave us, Eddie, where can they
4: find you at? You can find me at RRBG Podcast. Uh, RRBG Rock and Roll Beer Guy. Just look look that stuff up. I'm all over the place. Uh, this Monday, I've got Penta El Cero Miedo, the very first ever all Spanish episode of the rrbg i spent three weeks translating the the what we were saying into english subtitles that are going to be in the video embedded so you don't have to like select anything i made it easy for you just tune in and watch me talk to penta El settle Miedo from the lucha bros and aw he doesn't do podcasts this is a big deal for me and and as a fan of lucha and a fan of, of his i think anybody that's a fan of lucha should tune in uh We talk a lot about really cool shit uh, with uh, about old school Lucha stuff. I really think you should tune in. But aside from that, I'm starting a new show called Down the Hatch. Uh, Please follow the social media at DTH pod. It's myself, Joel Berg, Joel Jimenez of the Kill Tony band. Chroma Chris Dillon of the Kill Tony band. Um, We're going to try and do this live from the comedy store on their Hmm. official Twitch channel uh and it'll be a us three talking to a guest and drinking things and it's either alcoholic or non alcoholic but we're going to talk and we're going to have games <laughs> and, and and activities that we're going to do and it should be fun uh, are you going to uh, do
2: it at the comedy store or is it just going to yes, be on the channel okay yes. cool
4: we're going to start uh, we're, we're trying to start the show downstairs at this podcast studio but the goal is to have it on stage in front of an audience and just do it live, like for real. We'll do it live. Yeah. Do it fucking live.
2: <laughs> that, and then that's, that's the intro right there, like fucking sample Bill O'Reilly. Fuck it. We'll do it
4: live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm stoked. There's a lot of stuff in the, in the, in the burners. There's even more stuff I can't really officially announce yet, but there's, I'm working on a thing. Slipknot at the
3: music. Slipknot is working on the intro music for you guys. I'll just, no, say <laughs> no. I wish.
4: Uh, that's a big deal. I'm not NXT. Um, uh, <laughs> But, but, yeah, definitely keep an eye on the podcast. Go to@ our Rbg podcast on Instagram. That's my most active one. Twitter, I have a little bit I, I try try'm I'm, I'm very bad at Twitter. I'm kind of all my Instagram stuff gets posted on Facebook, so if you have Facebook, it'll be kind of the same thing. but Instagram is the place to be keep an eye out on all the things. I've got stuff coming, a lot of yes. stuff coming.
2: Yeah, so I'm I'm very excited because not only are we am I your friend, but I'm also a big fan of your show and everything that you do. You are doing Thank the you. Lord's work. And may uh, the Lord or Saint Santa Muerte or whatever whatever entity <laughs> that you pray to be with you now. Forever. I was born on, on
4: all All Saints All Souls Day, November first, right after Halloween. All Saints or all. All saints today. Spirits.
3: I, I'm gonna one up you, Jacob. Not only do I see you as a friend, I see you as a lover.
4: <laughs> so now, now with passenger. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. It's about me and my best friend banging in the back of a limo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you get that link sent to you on Valentine's Day, you know what
4: that means. There's a there's a gif I use often amongst my friends in my group chats where it's the broke back when you know Keith makes eye contact okay, with Jake. Great, you know, man. Like, yeah i i I wish i could quit you (laughs) (laughs) so
2: with all of that homophobia said guys make sure you check out art and i at on all of the things at art and jacob do america except for twitter we are at art and jacob do a1 check out the patreon where every single week we drop a funky fresh patreon episode for you every single week that more times than not ends up being better than the actual episode i'll release this week's tomorrow because i forgot to edit that one together but they love you uh but with that said guys if you want some of our merch go to the t public website just search for art and jacob do america uh, pod belly, pod belly, pod belly. yes we are also eddie and myself and art we are all members of the pod network so guys if you want to hear if you if you all if you like our podcast and want to hear some other great podcasts, just head on over to podbelly.com check out the network support us everywhere you can Check out our sponsors, LTECO, Caveman Coffee, as well as the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch's sucorapparel.com and her promo code Art and Jacob, and she will give you 10% off of her tiger belly t-shirt. So with that said, everybody, Eddie, Art, do you guys have anything else you want to say?
3: Tell your mommy boo boo too. That looks amazing. Uh, CBD in a can. I'm interested. Um, Kill Joe
4: Rogan's face right there.
3: Crazy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, thanks for coming on, Eddie. Shout out to you. I uh, hope brother. to one day see you at Grilla Mall. Maybe yes, we got to make plans.
4: We got to make plans. I, Honestly, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm, trying to do all of the things, so let's let's make plans. Let's do Grilla Mall. Let's make it happen.
2: I want to go to Grilla Mall. I want to see a show at the Comedy Store, and I want to just be a fly on the wall when you record your podcast at I wanna, the Comedy I wanna Store. I want to
3: sit in the backseat of a car and listen to Passenger with you. Oh, oh. Mm. My hand may or (laughs) may not be on your back. Let me show you my
4: chrome metal buckles and uh, leather surfaces (laughs) that I have. All right, guys. Have a
0: good one. Thank you. Have a good night. Um,
1: The collaboration with Maynard from Tool um, pretty much came about from... um, I've been friends with them for a while, and it was basically a friendship that kind of was was kind of away from the music. I mean, we kind of didn't... When we'd hang out, it wasn't really, you know... We didn't talk about music or really anything about music. It was more or less just just kicking it. But I... Uh, but uh, when we were coming into... He actually suggested uh, working on some stuff for the new record. And I... I um, um, at first, I was kind of... You know, I, I was kind of weird about it because I didn't want to have any guests on the record. I kind of wanted to just do this record all on our own. Um, but I also thought it'd be fun to work with, you know, somebody, especially somebody like him who... Who are, uh, you know, who's a musician that I actually admire, you know? So he came in and and started, um, you know, uh, especially the song Passenger, we just had the, the the music to it. He came in and he started, he started just kind of throwing some vocals over it, and um, and I, they sounded really cool. So I kind of started singing along with him, and we kind of came with this whole idea where we started trading off, um, lines, and um, but still, when I was going, in when I was going to actually go into the recording studio to go record it. I plan on doing all the stuff myself. I was just gonna maybe use some of the melodies or whatever. And once I got in and started doing it myself, it really, it really wasn't sounding the way that it sounded. It wasn't sounding as good as it sounded when when Maynard and I were doing it. I think our, our voices just really complimenting each other on the track. So so uh, I called him and had him come down. He was like, you know, just very professional, just comes in and he like he's really, really just mathematic the way he does things and um it came out really beautiful, I think. Um um it's uh it's basically just us to like you know, just weaving in and out of each other, and uh, there's no like real structure to the song as far as like you know verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It's like him and I just kind of trading off all throughout the song, and it's a um, completely different way of going about writing. And I think when you know when you work with somebody else, you, you you get that um you get a chance to do that to to you know work in different ways, and you probably wouldn't. Have worked before. Like my nigga DOC, no one can do it better like this, that, and this center. It's like that, and like this, and like that, and a.
2: it's like this. Then who gives a fuck about vote? So just chill till the next episode.